Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. I find some of the market talk confusing, and specifically the talk about how we think this economy is going. Because you and I both know, living on Midwest Main Street as we do, that things aren't great. That the Federal Reserve didn't raise interest rates doesn't mean that inflation still isn't high. And as we've discussed, the credit crunch is going to further increase interest rates because banks are doing less lending for fear that people cannot pay the money back. This led to a conversation with Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, about the credit crunch, that banks are telling people like U.S. Auto Sales, which has a bunch of uh, used car dealerships in the Southeast, we won't lend you money to buy cars anymore because we don't think there's enough people out there to buy the cars because the interest rates are too high. And when banks go to lend groups like that money, they're going to charge a higher interest rate, which means a higher price for the car and there's less demand for the cars. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. And then I came across this story. Retail sales rise 0.3% helped by stronger sales at auto dealers. And I lost my mind and I called Dr. Matt Will and I said, explain this. He joins us right now. Uh, He's on the road. Talk to me. This story doesn't make any sense. How are retail sales up when we just had this conversation about credit crunch while in the same breath, CNBC tells a story about how retailers are preparing for a discount-heavy down holiday season? Well, Tony, actually, everything you just said is consistent. But let me go back to, there's a whole bunch of ground to cover here. First, let me go back to the comments about the rate pause. If you notice, as soon as Jerome Powell announced the rate pause, the stock market went down and interest rates went up. Tony, that was a very clear indication that the market believes he's not acting responsibly. You and I know that market is an addict. They want those cheaper rates, but they also want him to control inflation. And when he announced, we're going to let inflation go a little bit, the market dropped and rates went up. So that's what happened last week. This report that just came out, though, this is a very interesting, there's so many aspects to it. I don't know if you want to start with the the uh, lowering of the quality of what people are buying or the upcoming holiday season. What do you think? We can start with the fact that we're seeing uh, uh, inventories not go up at all. They're basically declining because there's this, there's nobody buying in the future. And then how does that relate to stronger sales at auto dealers? Well, the, the auto dealers is a, is a different story, Tony. I think what you're seeing is probably a one-month anomaly and also what we call uh, – pre-demand. So when things get worse, when people think prices are going to go up, they go in and say, I got to better buy it now rather than buy it later. So what you see there, Tony, is a little bit of concern that inflation isn't under control because core inflation actually last month went up, Tony. It went up to 5.3%. Core inflation went up. So what you see is a consumer saying, hey, I better buy it now before it gets more expensive next month. But that doesn't address what the shift in consumers, Tony. We also see a shift from people buying high-end goods going to lower-end establishments 
like Costco, like Walmart. So those people are seeing an increase in sales. The higher brands are seeing a decrease. Talking to Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis. And to to further that point, uh, the CNBC uh, survey showed that middle price point items like jackets are dominating the early holiday order activity. Less than 20% of the orders are high-end items, which translates to little Johnny and little Sally still need a jacket so they can go to school and not be cold. But we're going to hold off on buying another big screen TV. Tony, let me. People may be wondering why we're talking about holiday sales, you know, in June. The reason is because the and the retailers are anticipating what's going to happen. So it's a really good leading indicator because they must place their orders now for the holiday season. And we're seeing that they're decreasing their orders. You mentioned it. Inventories are anticipated to decline based on the current orders, and they're shifting to lower um, items rather than high value items. But they're also shifting in terms of a lack, right? They're not producing as much because they don't see the buying. So the credit crunch, we, even if they wanted to expand, they wouldn't be able to get the money to expand. And there's nothing to expand to because nobody's going to be buying in bulk in the large amounts of those items. These would all be indicators that this economy is heading in a bad direction. Yet all I hear from the White House, they were bragging about how inflation was down. But inflation is not down, Tony. That's, a, that's an absolute lie. Core inflation, when you remove the highly volatile instruments of energy and food. And by the way, energy is down because we're heading into a recession, Tony. So they like to brag about the fact that we're heading into a recession. What insanity is that? The reality is, Tony, that core inflation went up unexpectedly last month, 5.3%. The market's not happy about it. So you take a look at this thing about auto sales being up 0.3%, and it doesn't take you away from those thoughts on credit crunch. It's an anomaly. People got stuff in while they could, before it's too late, while they still had a dollar. The market that initially went down the other day after Jerome Powell, chairman of the Federal Reserve, said we're not going to raise interest rates, then went up. At one moment, it was up 300 points. So the question is, again, with the market being an indicator, is it really an indicator of anything? Very often we talked about the idea that, that the market has already baked in these situations. The market's baked in the idea that, that production is flat, that the manufacturers aren't manufacturing, and now the retailers are saying, oh, crap, this is going to be bad. No, Tony, let me tell you exactly what it means. And I, I try to explain this to my students all the time. When the market goes down a lot, it's bad. When the market goes up a lot, it's also bad. Why? That doesn't make sense because it's called volatility, Tony, standard deviation. When the market shoots up and shoots down, that's risk. Risk is volatility. Risk is when things fluctuate. We have a thing called VIX, V-I-X. People should look it up. It's called the fear index. The fear index is very high right now, Tony. So when you see the market shoot up 300% and down 400 points all in the same day, that is risk. That is not a good thing. We want less risk, not more risk. There's a fear index? Yes. It's a, it's, it, that's, the, uh, that's the pejorative phrase for it. It's called the volatility index, V-I-X. It measures the fear. Well, it measures standard. De- There's a nerdy definition, Tony. You don't care about it. So the pejorative phrase is it's the fear index. 
Okay, the volatility index, known as the VIX, takes a reading of the stock market's blood pressure, measuring investors' fear. You're saying that investors are afraid, but I need you to define investors. Are we talking about people like me? People like, like, yeah. like you know, just, just investing in a stock here and there? Or are we talking yeah. about the big funds making multi-billion dollar purchases? Both. Both, Tony. It's the professional investor, it's the, it's the retail investor, and it's everyone in between. The uh, uh, volatility index, by the way, it says 14.25, down a, a, a quarter point, as I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it from the other day. But there have been moments it's up at 33. Give me a difference between those numbers. What do those mean to me? It's actually a measure of what we call standard deviation. If you go back to your high school, high school statistics, don't make class. me do that. Point. Don't you dare make me go back to high school. Well, well, I, I know that's that's when you were. I don't know if you were the cool kid or the bullied kid, but either <laughs> one, Tony. High school is not doesn't, doesn't bring back the fond memories, does it? But fourteen percent actually isn't bad. Thirty three percent is disastrous. Um, when Trump was in office, it was floating around ten, which is a much, much, much better number than what we have right now. And you can't look at it a week ago. You got to look at it right now because it's a snapshot in time. It's constantly changing second to second. Yeah. And that's what gets fascinating because right now I'm, I'm looking at this. I think I'm looking at it right. And it's like 14 and a half. And so I'm yep. saying they don't look like people who are afraid. So I'm, I, I, but, exactly. but you see it. And based on these indicators as they are looking at what's coming and the fear is here. We, we just don't see it yet. No, no, Tony. Right now, this moment in the market, this very second, the market says, okay, there's moderate risk. But the other day, when Jerome Powell made his announcement, the risk shot up. It was very high. So it's constantly changing. It reads, literally, it reads the pulse of the market. The, we are going to see this fear. Is, is it, that, is that what we see when the manufacturers say we're not producing? Is that what we see when the retailers say we expect down? Or is there another indicator, something else out there that if you watch that, you're very big on the producer price index, the PPI, the idea of actually producing the stuff that, that we buy. Is there something else to be looking at as an indicator of, oh, this is a problem? Well, well Tony, let me, let me not let people misinterpret the VIX. If it's low, 14%, that doesn't mean things are good, or 10%, that doesn't mean things are good. It just means there's no uncertainty. It's the uncertainty that causes that number to go up. If we are certain there's going to be a recession and everyone agrees and there's no dispute, that number will go down. That doesn't mean it's positive. It just means, okay, we know things are going to be bad. It's a fact. That is so the unknown. That is so wholly damn counterintuitive and yet makes so much sense. We're certain things are going to hit the crapper. Like that's a, that's 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 crazy town. That doesn't seem to make sense. You would think that it would go the 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 other way, and we would see it if if we're understanding this fix properly in big number. Your argument is no. This is about certitude that things are going in a bad direction. Is there another indicator that you look at that that adds on to this proof? Well, Tony, it's a combination and. The reason I brought up the VIX is because it's a measure of certainty. It's the fear, it's the risk, and it's moderate right now. But it, combining with what you told me earlier, and that is that we have this consumer or the inventories that are declining, the holiday season ordering is slowing. Those are, we now certain, we have that data. That is certain. We know that that is happening. That's a fact. So those facts cause the 
VIX to go down, but not for a good reason. Yeah, the, the story came from Bloomberg News. U.S. factory production remains sluggish in May, suggesting manufacturers are growing cautious in the face of tepid global demand and equipment spending. We talk often about focusing on the United States, uh, but we know that the European Central Bank raised rates by a quarter point. They're still trying to deal with this inflation issue. Uh, on the world stage, is is this global recession or is this limited to certain sectors, certain areas, certain countries? Okay, well, let's not have an opinion. Let's say facts. Fact. Europe just went into a recession two weeks ago. Fact. China came in about half of what the forecasted GDP growth for the country was. Fact. Global orders are down. I don't know. Is that global recession? I'll let you define it. Yeah, and we all know that China lies. So when they say they're down half, it's it's very possible they're down much much further uh, than that. Um, you have you and I have discussed. Do you spend your money now, or do you put your money in a money market now? And there was a time where you're like, no, buy things because your cash will be worth less later. The last time we spoke, you reminded people that money markets were at five percent, and I said, full disclosure, that a couple weeks before you had brought that up, I I moved money out of out of a bank and put it into a, a money market because it was much better uh, return for me. And those six-month treasuries are still even paying higher, and they're paying higher uh, than, than the 10-year treasuries for sure. Are you still in the money market and hold it world? Not that you give investment advice on this show, but just as a concept? Or are you in the you better buy the things you need now before it's too late world? Okay, okay based on the last time we spoke, Tony, my opinion has shifted a little bit. It shifted because of the data that you just presented, that consumers are buying now in anticipation of things getting worse. So add that to the equation, but it's still better to have a 5% six-month investment than it is to go out and purchase a bunch of assets. If you need the asset, buy it now. If you don't need it, put in put it in a 5% investment. Dr. Matt Will, economist at the University of Indianapolis, D-R-M-A-T-T-W-I-L-L. That's where you find him on Twitter. Be sure to follow him. Sir, I always appreciate you taking the time. More to get to. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz.